0: Good morning and welcome to Seize the Day with Jim and Winston. This is our first post-COVID episode.
1: Yeah, so, 2020, Jim. Can you believe it? Oh,
0: <laughs> unbelievable, yeah. So, you know, we're, we're going to talk about a lot of different things, but I'm sure COVID is going to be a central theme throughout that.
1: Yeah, it's been a challenging year. I think it's been almost a year. Last December 2019 was the last time we talked to our listeners here. And... um you know, we try to make it at least an annual event, right, Jim?
0: <laughs> and we've been flooded with two emails asking us to get back on.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, there we go. And we had our record number of downloads on our last episode, so we had to get, get, come back for the revival. You That's know, yeah. We negotiated hard with our networks, and they, they <laughs> finally came to an agreement. It was like draft day, right, Jim?
0: Yeah, yeah, now we don't have to pay them as much.
1: Yeah, you know, it's good Good luck for them because otherwise we would have gone to free agency. You know how arbitration works.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, well, look at what it did to Jacob Markstrom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, he ended up flying to Calgary. Boy, we could do a whole talk to on Canucks talk right there. Right? I
0: know, that hurts me seeing him go there. I could, I could handle him going other places. but <laughs>
1: In our own division, and if they play a Canadian division this year, oh, my gosh, yeah. that's going to be hard. You know, I mean, Tanev... Him. Who else did we give up? Somebody else. Um, oh, I didn't
0: know tanov is gone.
1: Yeah, tanov has gone too. Tanov went to Calgary.
0: Oh, they both went to Calgary. Yeah. That really hurts.
1: I think <laughs> somebody else went to Calgary too. I know Stetcher's gone as well, right?
0: Oh, gosh.
1: And I think Toffoli left. I think Toffoli joined them too. I'm not sure. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't think they were uh, protecting Tafoli.
1: Yeah, and I think yeah. I, if Toffoli went to Calgary, that would be terrible. But anyways... <laughs> Um, so basically that was a bit of our hockey shop talk, but basically in the, for those of you who aren't hockey fans, just let us know that we've lost three pretty good players from the, uh, Vancouver side that we groomed to, um, to a competitive team in Calgary. So hello to all our Calgary fans there. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be an interesting year. We did gain a couple of people. We got a, the Holtby guy that is our goalie, um, so, but let's get to our theme otherwise we're going to lose half of our listeners there Jim <laughs> yeah and there might
0: not be hockey because of COVID
1: <laughs> yeah that's right that's right so COVID edition of Seize the Day with Jim and Winston and here's what we want to talk about today thanks for hanging in there for those few minutes we're bantering but um, yeah we're just going to talk about life changes in the past year um, how we're preparing for it how you're doing with it um, What's you, what do you think has been the biggest change for you in this COVID year there Jim Um. well
0: I think for everybody the biggest change is freedom. You just don't go get together with somebody the way we used to.
1: Yeah. I'm a little concerned about the social and the um the mental impact of that on, you know, mental health because I, I can see especially for people very used to, you know, seeing their family friends on a regular basis, how this could be a really uh challenging time for them.
0: Absolutely. I think one of the biggest things is the potential of, of losing connection like and a really good example is that discussion we just had about the Canucks
2: hmm
0: you know for other people it might be you know way more important well it, it will be way more important than, than just following a sports team that, that you like
2: mm-hmm.
0: it could be you didn't realize somebody in the family is passed on or or sick or, you know, any of those things.
1: Yeah, it's so limiting. You know, now you mentioned that, uh, you know, my neighbor uh, who went to a care home, his wife passed away last year, and then he passed away this year. And then, um, you know, we were visiting him on a regular basis, uh, weekly, myself and my daughter. And then when COVID hit, you know, they set all the restrictions because as a, you know, a senior's care home, they wouldn't let um, any visitors See him, so we were seeing him outside through a window, and it just wasn't the same and I would think that some of his um you know um his passing was due to loneliness, actually,
0: yeah, there's no doubt that's the hardest hit segment of the population uh for
1: yeah, I think it's
0: social interaction, right, being connected uh, you know, a reason to live, you know, probably.
2: yeah.
1: I know and I think that people underplay the significance of uh connection. You know, we you know in this world everything's like social media, phone-based, you know, text-based. I mean, there's pros and cons. You know, we get some advantages of being able to connect with people we normally wouldn't have, but at the same rate, when you lose that um one-on-one connection, I I'm, I'm wondering what's going to happen with even simple things in life like handshaking and stuff may never come back. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of elbow bumps and toe taps and, you know, things like that. Um, and it it's, uh, you know, we'll do it uh, in a Japanese tradition, bowing to one another.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. I know. And from six feet apart.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that is what it is. Um,
1: what a year. What a year. Yeah. I mean, I think this started. This so we can recap. So one day we look back at this when we're old and gray, Jim. Um, This started probably February 2020 in Canada. Like, well, it was even there before because this whole thing started in December of the prior year. But then for Canada, I think it happened mostly starting February March this year.
0: Yeah, it seemed to me mid March was when things started to shut down.
1: Yeah, and then as the the months went on, you know, we we were feeling pretty isolated from that. Case. You know, a few minor restrictions and masks and stuff. That was not a big deal. And then I think the hardest hit sector was probably retail and also restaurants, you know?
0: Yeah, um, I just think that uh, some of those people, I, you know, I just want to offer them um, all the support that we can because certain sectors of the economy have been really decimated by it and livelihoods and investment and all sorts of things. And and people are going to, you know, the unfortunate thing about it is they're either going to have to reinvent themselves Mm -hmm. and create, you know, in the restaurant industry, create takeout and, and, um, delivery and, and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. or look at doing something else.
1: I know I, it's a it's a shockwave. Actually, you know what's funny uh, on this whole idea of change? Um, I was thinking about uh, something I was watching on Netflix the other day. There's this um, uh, TV show or like this uh, series called Queen's Gambit. It's about this. It's a fictional uh, account of um, a girl who grows up to uh, who's an orphan that grows up to learn uh, to play chess and becomes a world champion. Right. And um, it's quite interesting, seven episodes, and as I was going along, you know, she transitions from being an orphan to making the best of her circumstances, and then becoming really good at a a, a particular skill, and then becoming world famous for it in the story, right? But I'm looking at the trials and tribulations of her life, even though it's fictional, of this, you know, how she had to adapt to her different environments, and uh, make the best of what she had, you know?
0: Yeah, and that's—I think—that's the key word there is adapting. I mean, the way things are for myself and my wife and our life is—we, you know, we we're mostly retired, and and it didn't really affect us too much from a financial perspective. That didn't impact us at all. In fact, some things happened that actually generated some income but it was well after things started opening up mm-hmm. some some unexpected work came my way which was fine um, yeah mm-hmm. but you know I just I just think that um it it still did impact us but I think one of the things that I appreciated so much about COVID was the world slowing down but he kind of took a great good pause and we saw Mother Earth kind of win for a few months there. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's some things to be learned from that. Um, you know, do we need to go at such a hectic, frenetic pace through our, our lives? Uh, you know, I, I kind of think that, that uh, you know, things like working from home become prevalent for people who never had that opportunity before, which is absolutely great. You know, yeah. You mm-hmm. don't have to do a, a commute to, um, you know, however, whatever the length of time is.
1: Yeah. You know, it, that's what's interesting. You know, like you said, I mean, it wasn't bad for Mother Earth to get a little break because, um, you know, as we've seen, you know, it was taking quite a beating. And, you know, they show, like, um, a video of uh, places like Venice and the canals and, and clean water and, Things happening and, um, you know, pollution levels dropping in certain parts of the world because there's less activity, right? Um, Just goes to show you how much (laughs) was going on prior to COVID, you know?
0: Yeah. I just want to put something out there that might be a corporate strategy with regards to as things become more normal. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. in, in the whole carbon credit thing, yeah, you know, there is a need in work to be face-to-face at times. You can't do everything remotely. Yeah, so you exactly. You can certainly do a lot remotely. There's no doubt about that. And mm-hmm. and a smart corporation might think, you know, we we want our employees working at least 50% remotely, and we want them to tell us how much carbon they use to get to work and back. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to, apply for those carbon credits and share it with our employee, Mm -hmm. which is a commodity these days.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mm -hmm. I would tend to agree. I mean, um, you know, this last bit that has really kind of shown the world that, you know, uh, what's really possible, you know, I think there's a lot of companies that were thinking that it would be an impossibility for everybody to work remotely in the future but when um, push comes to shove and there's no other option people find a way right?
0: Yeah and you know I think um, from my work experience there's a certain uh, how could I put this uh, assumption or presumption within those who manage others mm-hmm. that there's a, a certain amount of supervision required you know or you know for lack of a better term under somebody's thumb
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, you know thinking that you know if you give people too much freedom they're just going to skive off and do nothing or whatever and, and i think that a lot has been discovered in in this that people are taking their responsibility continuing to do their work at a at a volume and quality that they do in the office and mm-hmm. it, it, and you don't necessarily need to have them under your thumb. Some people may even find it valuable and beneficial that they they don't have that atmosphere to work under, and, and it may improve their quality and output of work.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think people, because they, they value the opportunity of having remote access to work, that they might even work harder, and the employers might even benefit from more productivity because they don't have any water cooler talk or distractions as well, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's... Exactly. There's a lot of dynamics within a workplace.
1: Mm-hmm. And sometimes it could be, uh, like, a troubled workplace it, uh, that doesn't function well in a social environment directly and then it actually does better remotely because then it kind of separates the people that are actually are working versus the one that are just talking. <laughs>
0: but what's the most common time in the... in the business week that somebody experiences a heart attack? Uh, hmm.
1: I don't know. Would it be a Friday or a Monday? <laughs>
0: it's, it's a Monday morning. And it's really, the stress of returning to work.
1: Oh, interesting. That's a good quiz one. Hey, see, you learn something every day with and Jim. That,
0: that's only anecdotal. That's something I've heard. So you mm. know, if, if somebody out there proves me wrong, I'm happy to. I'm happy to be wrong. That's no problem. But that's uh, that's a, a very common time for a, a stress related cardiac event.
1: Really? Wow. Well, that's a deep one. Well, I can see why people do stress over. It. I know that Sunday nights are kind of the you know, you don't really fully unwind on Sunday night because you're planning on the work the next day, right?
0: Yeah, there's there's a quite a long time there. I never slept well on Sunday nights.
1: Well, you're you're processing and thinking what you need to do, and I mean, it's not bad to have a certain level of low level stress, but sometimes it's not even the work that you dread; it's the people, or or a boss, or something. You know, um, I don't know. I, I'm thinking that this this uh, whole covid thing might have been a a somewhat of somewhat of a equalizer to make people rethink what's important in their lives as well as what what their capabilities are work-wise because what's strange is that you know with this event you know it's really showing the weaknesses the retail model the brick and mortar stores and then showing how people are used to doing online shopping now right and um, it's really changing a lot in terms of um, our expectations of how to uh, you know uh, obtain goods and services and things like that. I kind of feel sad for um, the change the uh, speed, the pace, because I think it's caught a lot of people off guard, and then they're finding that their jobs are somewhat either redundant or not necessary. You know? Um, and it's a tough place to be for a young person. Like my daughter, she just graduated from university this year, and um, the job is pretty uncertain right now, right?
0: Yeah, uh, and that's one one side of the coin. There's always two sides to the coin. Mm-hmm. It's so, opportunity too, right? So, yeah, there's opportunity. There's opportunity to uh, try something outside the box.
2: Mm-hmm. Create there's, there's something
0: opportunities new. Opportunities for further development. There's opportunity um, for exploring what interests you.
1: Yeah, yeah, and taking your time to do so because it's no rush now. <laughs> what <laughs> it's like, you know, it's okay to rush, but what are you rushing towards, right? There's no travel, there's no I mean, there's That's, limited travel. Yeah, um, not
0: every not every sector has has been um decimated.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. There. Yeah.
0: There are some sectors that have actually flourished.
1: Oh, I, I'm sure. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I know my pr- own personal business has done okay and I'm pretty f- thankful for that and then um my wife's business has been good, so you know it's, it's basically depending on the sector. There's always going to be pros and cons and and uh, ups and downs in those kind of scenarios. But it just makes you really think that um, you just have to be nimble and flexible. Sometimes just adapt to these changes, right?
0: Yes, and and I, you know I've, there's been more than a few kind of human interest stories about people who have uh, who have really seized the day because what they were doing wasn't available to them anymore so, and they knew how to do something else so they started doing it and and, uh, and succeeding at things there was a gentleman in the interior of British Columbia I think in the Cologne area that has started to make um, wine barrel furniture and he's doing really well with it
1: Oh, that's neat.
0: Yeah, you know, so if if and not everybody's built to jump from what they were doing into something new, mm-hmm. but there are some, and I like you, you can't you can't paint everybody with the same brush and expect you know those those impacted to to figure out how to be doing something different in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, survival is a big word of the day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, let let's just get through this. Mm-hmm. But you know, for some, it's been it's been a benefit.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, like loc- locally speaking too. I mean, we're located in in British Columbia, Canada. Here, we haven't been as um, hard hit with the va- with the COVID as some areas. You know, especially in other places in North America. So. Um, I can feel fortunate that you know we're just heading towards uh, more stricter measures, but you know on the grand scheme of things, we still have a fair amount of freedom. What we do, it's, the monitoring of things is not like extreme by any comparison to other places in the world. But um, I think they were, you know, have a pretty uh, proactive approach to try to minimize the numbers. How how are things up where you are?
0: Uh, they're they're not too bad. You know, lots of precautions everybody takes a different perspective from it but as far as a mask goes my view of it is we're all in it together and I know it's not protecting me but it's protecting you and if we all take that point of view you know what uh, level of benefit that can provide to us is pretty is very um, important you know, it's it's like we're all in this together and we, we should be respecting one another.
1: So yeah, I hear you. You see
0: it as an imposition on their personal freedom, but um, I look at it this way. Um, you know, a year ago, if I would have walked into a bank with a mask on, I'd probably be in trouble today. It's appreciated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not to say they don't love your face, Jim, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You know, I was just talking to my, my daughter about this. And it's like, how do you... How do you uh, date in this uh, new 2020 reality? I guess you rely on looking at people's eyes a lot more than their faces, eh? You know, so if you have uh, good-looking eyes, you have a definite advantage in the in the dating scene. <laughs>
0: well, I think you can take a few steps back and take the mask off, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, and then even the whole social events of weddings and funerals and things like that, I mean limiting it to such a small audience it makes you really think about how small our social circles can really be you know
0: yeah i had uh had a dear aunt pass away in uh, late september this year
1: oh sorry to hear that
0: thank you um and it was not unexpected she was not in good health but at any anyway they did have a service for her Mm -hmm. it was outside it was in saskatchewan wow in, in southwestern Saskatchewan, on my cousin's ranch, mm-hmm. on a kind of a bit of a grassy knoll with a rock outcropping close by. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I took I did the drive out. Yeah. And back. I went out one day and back the next. Minimized contact in as many places as possible. And where I did make contact, I put gloves and a mask on. Yeah. You know, so yeah, the service was outside. Uh, there was a small reception inside. Everybody was very careful inside, and uh, you know, it, it all came off with no problems. But that being said, it only takes one positive person that could have spread that to the 20 other, 30 other people that were there.
1: True. True. So
0: you, you, I guess there's risk in everything, but yeah. you know, we and we have to make decisions. Is this something I should be doing? And for me, at that time, I thought it was something I should be doing.
1: Yeah, those are you know these are the the gambles we take in life <clears throat> on a daily basis. Anyhow, you know, small little decisions that kind of lead to our final destiny, right?
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: So we just have to roll with it. I, I think there's a balance that needs to be had between risk, reward, and and um, taking chances in life. But yeah, when you have to cons- when you consider other people's welfare as well then it um it uh is um a bigger story, a bigger perspective. I just find that when i when I'm looking at some of the news and I see you know a lot of people that are just thinking for themselves, they don't realize that when they think they're thinking for themselves, they're really not doing themselves many favors because ultimately all of us have some extended family, and um if it doesn't hit you directly, you know from an a plus b kind of perspective you're going to be hit with it through indirect means from someone that you know in some way. It's just, the, the scope is going too large. I mean, I'm looking at the cases in the U.S. right now. It's like, what, topping um, how of the COVID cases in the U.S. say? Let me just Google that right now. They're averaging about 163,000 cases a day now.
0: Yeah, it's ramping up. It's, we're, we're, we're on the cusp of some <clears throat> very exponential growth
1: yeah, they have 10.6 million cases as of today in the US alone, 53 million cases worldwide. That's that's pretty significant for this time. You know, mind you there's a fairly high recovery rate. Um but at the same rate, you know, recovery is like coming back from it, but isn't, you know, we don't know the long-term implications of having the disease yet, right?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns there for sure. And um I think also for some people, Mm -hmm. and it seems to be affecting, you know, from listening to Bonnie Henry, our provincial health officer, Mm -hmm. it seems to be, you know, the 20, 30 year demographic, age group demographic, where the biggest growth is occurring right now. And for some of those people, they, you know, they'll probably bounce back very quickly and it won't be much more than the flu. Mm -hmm. But for some people, it's going. It could potentially expose a, an underlying health problem mm-hmm. that um, that they didn't know they had. Yeah,
2: and,
0: and could could get very serious for them.
1: Mm-hmm. So those are the things, you know. I mean, you know, knock on wood that we're we're fairly healthy people here, um, but. Like you said, it exposes um, simple things, even like having asthma or some kind of breathing difficulty or some genetic thing that you're not really focusing on at some point in your life that combined with some incidence of this virus thing could actually um, accelerate your uh, complications, right? And that's the scary part about it. It's just, um, it's, it, it's a, the circle is big. The circle of influence is big. Um, but at the same, same note, I feel fortunate that, you know, we still have a chance to connect through our, our Skype, our phones, <laughs> find our ways to connect and stay connected, even in the midst of all the stuff that's happening in the world, right?
0: Yeah, there's, yeah, there's plenty of ways to, to connect, you know, emails and Skype calls and text message and phone calls and, and um, even meeting from a distance. You know, yeah, yeah. People can have lunch together. They just go get where their food's going to be and meet somewhere outside and enjoy their lunch together.
1: Yeah, they've locked that down here for the next two weeks, so they don't want us even going out to meet friends at, for lunch outside now. But I yeah. mean, eventually this won't this will turn around because I mean, there's word on the street about vaccines that are going to be approved for the new year. Uh, I think Pfizer, or a couple other ones, are working on that. So, I mean, there's hope on the horizon. I mean, human nature is pretty resilient, and so I don't think this will keep us down forever. But it is a wake-up call to make you realize that something almost invisible to the eye, you know, like a virus, can shut down the whole world economy, right?
0: Yeah, it can. And, yeah. and we've also discovered that the, the world economy can continue on even in these difficult times, certain aspects of it.
1: Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. So it's not all doom and gloom. So we didn't want our theme of their our talk to be negative. COVID, <laughs> even though COVID speaks for itself. I thought it was hilarious because I was driving up the street and I saw, uh, like um a store that had a Corona in its name as a standard thing, probably prior to this, um, this virus thing, and wondering how they're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't think that helps them that much. But I don't want to hurt their business anymore, so I'm not going to give you the whole name. <laughs>
0: Well, if you have twelve of them, you could have a headache the next day, and and um, <laughs> and, and blame it on the virus, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> yeah.
1: for sure. So uh, let's see what's happening weather-wise up there. Is it like snowing? You said, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, we're getting it's still, still dumping outside. Yeah. First
1: snowfall of the year. It's November. No, no, it's about no, our
0: third or fourth one. Really? But yeah, the first, the first one stuck around for four or five days and then melted off as it should have because it was far too early. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. And, and I anticipate, you know, yeah, some years we get snow this time of year and it stays all all year. And then, you know, we some years we get a little bit of a warm-up and, <clears throat> and we're back to green grass for a little while before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm kind of hoping for the, you know, this just being a temporary thing and I get a little time to do some stuff out in the yard, but it's going to be what it's going to be, and I have all sorts of winter clothing and boots that I can function in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess not no major travel plans right now and uh, going in, into winter, but yeah, I'd just be happy if we I already kind of did some pre-shopping for relatives already, um, just because I don't know what the stock's going to be like later on in the year. Uh, as we approach Christmas. I also don't want to be shopping when everybody else is shopping out there too, right?
0: Exactly, yeah. We've done the same thing, a little bit online, a little bit in store, and Mm. try to pick times where we anticipate, you know, people will be working and there'll be less in the store. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of somewhat our our MO for when we do shop, but it doesn't always work out that way.
1: Mm. True, true.
0: I mean, overall, we're pretty
1: fortunate where we are. I mean, we live in a place where we can space out quite a bit, you know. Everybody has fairly big homes these days, and we're not congested and and tight um, against each other. So, overall, as a benchmark, I'm just Googling here. In Canada, there's been 285,000 cases, 229,000 recovered, 10,800 deaths. So, I mean, percentage-wise, that's not too bad, but... Total cases in BC twenty thousand cases, um, about two hundred eighty eight deaths. So the percentage is still fairly low for the mortality rate. You know.
0: Yeah, I think part of that reflects the age group that it's affecting now. Yeah. But the the thing about that is <clears throat> they don't know. You know, they go to see their grandparent or whatever, and that's that's a different story. So. Hmm. If, if you want to be fancy-free, you better figure out who you're going to be around and who you're not going to be around.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not the... I don't know. I would call this the introvert year. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a bad thing. I mean... The shift in things. I mean, on a positive note, um, let's talk about tips to get through COVID. Let's t- turn it to a positive ear. I'm sure our listeners are tired of hearing the negative. Let's part the positive things that come from it. Like you said, it's helped to slow down. Pollution levels have dropped. I've actually been getting more into my VR headset stuff, Jim. I bought a new Oculus, um, Oculus 2 VR headset. Um, I had the first one, generation, and I have the second one now, but it's allowed me to you know, play some games remotely. I play some remote ping pong, bowling, golf, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I uh, this was more of a bit of a winter pursuit because once spring hit and stuff, we got outside and doing things. But uh, I have a a vinyl cassette ripper. Oh, yeah? that And I have, I still have like 300 albums and, Couple hundred cassettes and a bunch of CDs, and I've been just kind of creating a couple different really long song mixes. Mm-hmm. They they actually rhyme. One's train songs and one's rain songs, mm-hmm. and it is really interesting to go back through that music that you haven't listened to in quite a while, and and you know, you have the benefit of technology where I can digitize it from uh, from analog. Recordings from the vinyl and the cassettes, right? Almost, those are some of those are digital too, but and and some of the old recordings. Wow, you, know, you get the pops and the hisses, but the quality is just outstanding.
1: Right, right.
0: So that, you know, that was kind of just like a little hobby thing that I really, really enjoyed. And I'll get back into this winter because I'm not finished yet.
1: Mm hmm. And (laughs) Something to do for sure, right?
0: Yeah, and of course, you know, I've read a few books that have been sitting around for quite a while that, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. you have time to do, you have the time to read them. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I mean, that's when you get the chance to cocoon a bit and maybe this whole year is about a cocooning year. Yeah, Um,
0: you know, you you can, it's surprising how much from a fitness perspective you can do for yourself. In your own home, without really even having to have a whole lot of equipment. Uh huh. You know, um, we do um, yoga via YouTube Mm -hmm. with uh, Yoga by Adriene, and she's got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of (laughs) of loaded up yoga sessions. So, you know, you probably go every day and not have the same one. Oh wow! Cool. Yeah. You know, so that's that's something good. Um, you know, when it snows, one gets a lot of exercise.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, you know, actually, that's another warning for that one, eh? You know, you got to watch yourself when you're you're uh, shoveling the snow because a lot of people get heart attacks from shoveling snow in the winter, eh?
0: Yeah, if you're not, you know, one of the I think one of the key things you have to do in life is uh, is take your um, heart rate up on a regular basis, you know, mm. so that when it does have to do that in a snow shoveling or that type of situation, um, you know, it's it's used to being risen up and not going to blow a bunch of plaque out. <laughs> but yeah. But that's a different story, right? You know, and, and different snowfalls provide different things. Like right now I'm perceiving that, uh, you know, it's going to be fairly, Light and fluffy, as we say up in this part of the world, kootenai champagne powder. Mm-hmm. But there's a chance it could go to rain later in the day. So then we call it uh, heart attack hernia snow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're right. you know, you got to be careful. Yeah. Uh, you know,
1: in the, in the whole scheme of things, um, you know, it just kind of proves that um, this whole year is one where it you know, I think there's been so much change in twenty twenty. You never think that this much would change in one year. Literally in a, uh maybe nine months we've seen people go from, you know, the regular day routines to having complete um normal avenues of entertainment like sports and stuff being cancelled and concerts delayed and um, you know, people's paths to um um entertainment, relaxation and otherwise, their idea of jet setting and travelling all all kind of messed up for them. So for some people it's just a small delay for other people this was their life journey that they were looking forward to you know like probably major plans I know that you know this was a big birthday year for me this year and I I didn't really do much as I had hoped to um but you know what you just gotta appreciate the little things in life
0: yeah up where we are um we're in the southeastern corner of British Columbia living the much sought after southern british columbia lifestyle Mm -hmm. and one sector of the economy that really hasn't been impacted and is actually i think uh flourishing right now is construction there's been a lot of recreational homes being built on golf courses and real estate's really been moving the the fastest i've ever seen it Mm -hmm. around here and um you know, the construction industry never did shut down in our area, and it may have been others, and it may not have. But what I've seen happen, and one of the reasons for this is, you know, just what you've described is people are looking for alternatives. You know, they would take their week or two in Mexico or Hawaii every year or, or you know, wherever the sun shone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, you know, they do a few power weekends or long weekends, you know, popular places to do that obviously are las vegas and nashville or you know maybe you go somewhere to see a hockey game for your favorite team for some that might be toronto montreal vancouver calgary whatever um or down you know down south you know maybe someone wants to go see a football game or a baseball game and those things aren't happening anymore Mm -hmm. and and you know we we're not that far away from Calgary it's a four hour drive four, four and a half and um, you know southern Alberta in general so you know we're looking at a population of just under two million people that can be here within five hours Right, and we're seeing a lot of those people deciding to invest in a recreational property because they can come here and golf you know we have an amazing abundance of golf courses but hike and Ski in the winter and <clears throat>, snowmobile and, and uh, you know, go to lakes and do all sorts of different things.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, hunt
0: fish, you know, on and on it goes, cycle, all that stuff. And in, a, in an atmosphere that isn't in the, a city of a million and a half people. So there's space to breathe and space to do it. So, I, you know, I think that's one. People are looking at that alternative. <clears throat> I'm not going to be able to travel for a while, but maybe I can do something that puts me in a different place and state of mind and lifestyle.
1: Right, right. So, you know, now that uh, we reflect back on this year, what's your big takeaway from this year?
0: <laughs> um, slow down, appreciate what's there. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: there's more in front of you than you think.
0: Right, and um, roll with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, you just have to adapt and change. I suppose. You know, what else can we do?
0: Yeah, you know,
1: um, it's not been an easy year for a lot of people, for sure. So, part of the reason why I I thought it'd be nice for us to reconnect on this um this whole uh, seize the day thing uh, this year was just basically to give people a little bit of glimmer of hope. I know the the subscribers to our, um, our podcasts have been eagerly awaiting this new episode, Jim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been, I've been kind of looking over my shoulder when I'm out having a walk to see if any of those people are, are, you know, following me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think 2021 is going to be a good one for us. I, well, mean, I
0: think you know, even if, even if, covid stays prevalent you know we've got some experience with it
1: now Mm -hmm. yeah we we've learned how to manage it in some way right
0: yeah yeah
1: and um i think that's not a bad thing to i mean if it's not one virus it could be another one so if anything else it it can um provide sort of a guidepost of where to go from here and um you know maybe with the vaccines on the way um there looks like there's some light at the end of the tunnel and um who knows? We might get inspired later on this month and do a Christmas edition for everybody that loved this one so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we we'll maybe come up with our, uh, our our top ten unique gifts.
1: Oh yes, that's true. That would be a that would be a clincher, wouldn't it? Eh? Yeah. To yeah. Con- cl- I always had to throw in the A's so that the Americans know that it's the Canadian talking. <laughs> so it's funny. I was playing a video game and one of the fellows said, "Hey, thanks for giving me one of those Canadian A's during our conversation." Didn't know it was such a rare event, but happy to oblige, you know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, I mean, the sun's starting to shine. Ironically, as we as we near our 40-minute mark to this podcast, I'm no- noticing that there's a nice bit of sunshine peeking through the clouds. How's it looking over there?
0: Uh, snow's still falling, Winston. Heavy? Soft in and still falling.
1: Oh, wow. Woo! Heavy times, heavy times.
0: Yeah, hey, I bought a new snow shovel yesterday. I'm really prepared.
1: You're ready. I guess you're going to have your work cut out for you today.
0: Oh, I got a snowblower too. Not to worry. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's good. I've been winterizing a little bit. I've already put up my Christmas lights. Have you?
0: I uh, no. I don't worry about Christmas lights. Um, I don't. I don't want to be a. I don't want to be a draw on the energy system.
1: Ah, good plan. And, and,
0: and here, here's one other way I look at it. Mm-hmm. Would you rather me spend money on Christmas lights or liquor cabinet? The choice is yours. <laughs> <laughs> I just
1: I saw my neighbors start early last week, and um, it's only the second week in November, but I just thought, I don't want to be out there when it's freezing cold, trying to uh, hang some lights on the, on the soffits there. So I just did one string across, I wrapped the tree a little bit, I have, I have it ready for a timer to plug in, and once December hits, I'm ready to roll. There you go. But at least I would have done my little Santa Claus routine for there, and then... Um, uh, there's something to do, you know, just keep it festive. But totally understand if you have to choose between the cabinet and and, and the the lights. <laughs> I that's think that's just, a pretty obvious choice, right?
0: Yeah, just making light of it. Uh, you know, we like to do a, a you know a really nice tree every year.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, all the best to you and the misses, and uh, I hope you have a a great rest of this year. We only have a month leading into it. I have got a bit of work to do to fulfill some orders for clients until the end of the year. But, um, you know, I'd rather be busy than not busy anyways.
0: Oh, yeah, I got lots to do.
1: Great. Well, my friend, like usual, it's always good to talk to you. I'm glad we were able to bridge this gap of distance through a phone call and Skype. And uh, it's time to share it with our listeners that have been anxiously awaiting this moment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's great that we've been able to catch up. Uh, You know, I I think sometimes we all kind of go in different directions Um,
1: yeah but we always find our way home (laughs) (laughs) we've been going on this for quite a bit jim you know we've actually had uh 26 episodes posted so far so this will be our 27th oh excellent excellent
0: start of a new year if you look at it
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so we've been doing well so um we'll we'll try to keep it up we'll probably um maybe boost a couple extra episodes next year um, but you know, if we feel inspired later on this month or maybe in December, we'll have to do that top 10 gift list. That sounds like a great plan.
0: Okay, Winston. Sounds great.
1: All right. Take care, our listeners. And uh, that's, this has been another episode of Seize the J with Jim and Winston.
0: Okay, Winston.
1: All right. Take care, my friend.
0: You too.